choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony. I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to a hundred, nigga, real quick. Alright, let's go. What up, what up, what up? This is Kells at KMGZ on Twitter. I am back. This is Thanks for Asking Kells Radio, episode 165. What up, y'all? Um, it's been not so hot all week, but today it want to be 88 degrees. My rule is above 80. The air conditioner comes on, so the air conditioner is on. Hopefully it won't interfere too too much. I um think I filtered it out pretty good last week. So anyway, I'm back. How are y'all? Hope y'all are good. All right, let's get started. So this week, I actually do have a yours in negritude. Actually, I got two. Um, the first one is going to Stephanie Mills. <laughs> Stephanie Mills pulled the goddamn 45 out of her bra on Sam Smith because Sam Smith said he ain't like Michael Jackson. Listen, listen. <laughs> I thought I thought she did a bit much. First of all, Sam Smith, that nigga got like, what, two hits? He can sing. I mean, a white nigga that's singing soul music, talking about he don't like Michael Jackson. Like, you, you just got to let that speak for itself. Like, how, who, how are you an artist and you don't like Michael Jackson? Every artist of this generation and the ones before will tell you how great, how much they love Michael Jackson. I always tell people, go back to the Motown 25 special, which I think occurred in 83 or 84. When Michael Jackson, he first the Jacksons came on, and then the Jacksons left, and then Mike um, came out by himself, and he uh, debuted Billie Jean. And you, this is an audience full of superstars, full of, you know, Motown, and just musical greats. And you watch them motherfuckers jump up out their seat and clap and applaud when Michael Jackson puts that fucking fedora on his head, get ready to burn the stage down. That's all you need to know about Michael Jackson. So... I mean, I I just, I feel like, I just think you sound foolish as an art, as anybody, first of all, and certainly as an artist, as a white artist, singing R&B and pop music, which Michael Jackson um, kind of ushered in, because, like, you know, we try to remind you youngins when y'all get to talking crazy, um, Michael Jackson is the reason why you see black artists on MTV and VH1 and all these channels, and why you see black art, because it didn't used to be like that, you know, you didn't, they didn't play black artists on MTV, they didn't, you, you had to, um, you know, you turned on the soul station to hear soul, music, you turn, it wasn't like, you know, the top 20, the pop music, Dick Clark, all that shit, it was all white artists, Michael Jackson changed all that, and then Prince came a little bit later, and then Whitney came, but, um, you know, Michael Jackson opened the door for all you bitches, so, I just, you know, I don't know, I guess Stephanie had her good wig on that day, and I guess she been sick of Sam Smith shit, which I can understand, because I don't think Sam Smith can sing at all, I think he screeches like a, a, a cat on a hot tin roof, and I don't know why people think he is all this great singer, I mean, I don't know, look, I, I, I took, you know, I took, I played a couple instruments, I played the flute, I played the guitar a little bit, I was, you know, I wasn't like no, I mean, if I would have kept with it, I probably could have been good, but, you know, I had arti- artistic, I could never sing, but I mean, I could play instrument. I could, you know, read music and all that, and I feel like I have an ear that works, 
okay? I ain't claiming to be no goddamn, you know, I can't sing. I ain't claiming to be no goddamn, you know, A&R or no shit like that. But I feel like, I mean, I was classically trained in me. I went to school when they still had music in schools, and I took music lessons. I wanted to take piano, but never did, but I did take flute. I didn't want to play the flute. I wanted to play the saxophone, but they made me play the flute. But I did want to play guitar. My dad bought me a, a Fender Stratocaster and got me lessons and everything. I played the guitar. I could read music. I, I know sounds, right? I ain't saying I'm no goddamn prince or no shit like that far from it. But, I mean, I know what shit is supposed to sound like. And so I, and I know when they get singing in, in tune and when they ain't. And a lot of these people, y'all be hollering about to be sounding a mess. And Sam Smith, one of them, he strains, he screams, he screeches, and sorry, I got my little beverage today. Um, you know, a lot I get into us a lot where, you know, singing to me, yeah, there's your great voices, there's your Whitney Houston, which nobody imagines. There's people that hit every note, every key, that's fine, but like. It's not to me, it doesn't touch me. Like, so if you can't, if you're not like the greatest singer, like in the world, then you gotta have, you have to have soul. Like, a lot of people say Rihanna can't sing. Rihanna's been taking voice lessons, Rihanna's gotten a lot better, but Rihanna has this tone. She, whenever, when, when Rihanna is on a track, that track is blessed. She has that specific tone, she has soulfulness. When she sings, she, the emotion, of the song that is that the song is supposed to be relaying, she relays it. And singers, Amy Winehouse, same thing. Rita, although Rita Franklin hits all the notes also, but she also relays the spirit. When you listen to Ain't No Way, Aretha is pleading with that man, and it comes through. And that's what I mean when I say certain other singers, you might hit every note, you might hit every run, but there's no feeling in it. It's like a karaoke performance. It's like, yeah, you practice and you rehearse to get the note just right, but you're not conveying the feeling of the song. It's very sterile. It's very sanitized. So, and that's what Sam Smith is. And Ed Sheeran, I think Ed Sheeran's a hack. I think that nigga had one song. I don't know how he's gotten this far. All them songs sound the same. Um, they're horrible. Um, whatever the one song is, it was cute, but like, all they've all sound the same since then, but you know, he white, so that's how easy it is for them to get on, but um, yeah, I just think people's taste is terrible, now I think, you know, there's so much more trash than quality, that people start to think that the, the trash is quality, like back in the day, you had to really know how to sing and dance and do all of that, so anyway, <laughs> Yours and next to Stephanie Mills, because that shit was funny. She came out with double-barreled, double eagles. Like, bitch, what you won't do is talk about motherfucking Michael Jackson. <laughs> she said, let me know when you book a stage or some shit like that. Like, goddamn. <laughs> um, and the second shout-out is going to my new fave, Tessa Thompson, who was reported to be in um, talks to voice the word, the, the lead and lady, they're redoing, they're doing, I shouldn't say they've done Lady in the Tramp a few times. They're doing it again to um, voice the lead. Hey, listen, Tessa Thompson stays with a big budget check. I think she has been very smart and very strategic in, in her career. What she does is she started out in small indie movies. That's how you get your credibility. She was in... Um, that Tyler Perry joint it was horrible, but I mean, it was um, you know every, every almost every black actress has gone through the Tyler Perry way. Um, then she was in I told y'all that movie Mississippi Damned. Then she was in Dear White People. So she's now sorry to bother you. Like she's she's made her bones in the indie side. Like hey, I'm, you can take me serious. I'm an actress, but she was also in Thor Ragnarok. 
I know that's not the name of it. That's what I call it. She's gonna be in Men in Black. So, and now she's gonna be in um, in um, you know maybe this this Disney joint. So yo, yours in there. And, and another like I'm, I know I'm still in the yours in there too. But I just want to say this real quick on Tessa. Like the, the gays has been this whole you know the Janelle and Tessa thing. I was late to the party. Apparently the gays have known way longer than I have that they were dating. The shit goes back years. We all know the story now. But I'm just finding out. But anyway, the last art uh interview Tessa did. Um, when she said that, you know, she said, she gave a really good article and said, um, different things, and then it was reported that she confirmed that she and Janelle was in a relationship, and she had to come back and say, no, that's not what it said, and they said she backtracked, and she actually did not backtrack, because if you read the article, she did not say they were in a relationship, she did not, she did not not say, what she basically said was, you know, I she she said I'm bisexual. My family is very open. I I've brought home men. I brought home women. It's not a big deal. But everybody's not free to do that. So like I think about that. Like it's in my responsibility to say that this is my person. So she basically said this is my person, but I don't. You know, there's reasons why I I, I might not say so. So people took that to. People have, the gays, have interpreted that as Tessa doesn't want to admit that they're in a relationship or whatever. I didn't take it that way. First of all, I've never taken it that way because Tessa, whenever asked about the situation, she doesn't demure, she doesn't say, she doesn't say yeah, we go together, but she'd be like, yeah, we, we're closer. She does, she's, doesn't seem guarded about it at all. It seems like she says what she wants to say. Janelle is the one that doesn't really speak at all about it, and Janelle is the one who in many, many interviews has talked about her battle with it, and how she felt uncomfortable, and her church background, and her family, and all of that, so I've always got the impression that it's not, Tessa's not really the issue, and I mean she can't be, she said in an article that she's bisexual, and she can bring home whoever she wants, it's not an issue in her family, so to think that she's the one that doesn't want to say to her, that this just doesn't really make sense to me, it makes more sense to me that it would be Janelle for whatever reason, maybe because, you know, she just doesn't want you no know, problems, or she's just not comfortable saying whatever the issue is. I mean, they made this whole video. I mean, it's obvious. They've, they've basically told you without having to make a statement. What I really took from it was that, look, and Natessa said this. She was like, I don't, we are very close. We love each other deeply. If y'all want to see a relationship, I don't care. What I took from that was, look, what we have is for us. It is what it is. You see what it is. We'd have made a video. I'm coming out of her goddamn between her legs as in the pussy pants, and I mean, we kissing and loving all each other in the video, so I mean, if you still got questions, I don't know what to tell you, but what is between us is between us, and it's our business, and we don't want to put no labels on it, that's what I got from it, because it's for us, so, you know, I just, I don't know, I, I just wanted to say that, like, I don't, I don't, I don't get why y'all feel like Tessa Thompson is the one that doesn't want to say anything, she's, Janelle's the one that's completely silent on it, which, Whatever. Anyway, I'm still in yours and neck or two. Okay, anyway, moving on. Current events. So, Aretha Franklin reports all this week that she was at death's door, that she was taking her last breaths. Now, we know that she's had health problems. I'm an Aretha Franklin fan, first of all, let me say. I think Aretha Franklin, if you put a gun to my head right now, with all the people that I love, Rihanna, Whitney, Michael, Stevie, Prince, all of those people, if you put a gun to my head right now and said... Who is the greatest American artist or artist, period? I mean, we I, I say American artist because, I mean, America, this whole pop music, soul music, entertainment phenomenon that has taken the world over, we, we started that. I hope y'all know that. Rock and roll started in the United States, and it took over the world. The, Brit, the Brits 
got a hold of what we were doing and they started copying us. So when I say American artists, it's not to try to limit, but it's actually to try to pinpoint like, hey, this is our shit. We started this. So the greatest American artist, which basically means the greatest artist, um, it's Aretha Franklin because she's the queen of soul, number one. And it's like when you talk to like all these rock and roll artists, all these any artists, and they say, you know, who fucking was the first person you heard that just changed your life or made they all say Aretha Franklin, Adele, all of them, her songwriting, her piano. If you listen, just, just, I'm sorry, I'm banging the mic. Just Aretha's organ work. Like, listen, y'all know I'm not religious. Y'all know I don't listen to gospel, but that goddamn live gospel album she made in the church in, in LA, I listened to that joint like it's thriller, just like her chords. Her, her her melodies, her her sister Carolyn wrote a lot of her songs, but her lyrics, like, oh, her, her voice, oh, just an American treasure and the greatest artist, American artist of all time, in my opinion. Meaning that when you, the one, Michael Jackson was the great pop star, yes. Prince, great musician, yes. But when all of those people look Turn, turn their heads back and look at who influenced them and who they came up listening to, it was Aretha Franklin. Her catalog is just crazy. I mean, a couple years ago when they had the Kennedy honors, right before Obama left office, and Aretha came out and sang Natural Woman, which is Carol King's song. And if you don't know Carol King, you should look her up. Any, any, any of the best songs that your mama and daddy and them could ever think to sing, Carol King wrote that shit, okay? Carol King is a prolific, well-known songwriter. And she was clapping and giggling like a little girl because Aretha Franklin was singing her song. Okay, so when I you know, the news that she was sick and you know, it, it 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 really hit me in my chest because number one, I'm a fan, but number two, it's like, you know, Michael died. And then Whitney died, and then Prince died, and all those people died well before their time. They were all young, and it was a blow. Michael Jackson really, you know, I'm an 80s kid. I grew up, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm a Gen Xer, so I grew up in the 80s, and, and I graduated high school in the early 90s. I, I, you know, so my, my entire childhood was peak Michael Jackson. I mean, Billie Jean came out, I mean, not Billie Jean, Thriller came out in 1982, um, you know, I was, I was in elementary school. My, you know, I was a Michael Jackson fan. I had it all on the wall. Um, so I saw him from his peak, you know, from his from off the wall to his peak to you know. So when he passed, I that shit shook me to my core because I felt like my childhood had died. Like I felt like my, I mean, anybody listening to me, if you grew up in the '80s, you know Michael Jackson was everything. He was everywhere. He was the biggest thing in the world. We went to see him. Well, first we went to the, um, well, my dad took me to the Jacksons tour. The first concert tour I ever went to was the Jacksons. It was 1979 and 1980 at the Spectrum in Philly. Took me to see the Jacksons. And I was like, wow. And I didn't even really know who Michael Jackson was then. I mean, you know, this was before Thriller. This was before Off the Wall. Or was it before, maybe it wasn't before Off the Wall, but it was definitely before Thriller. I was like, maybe seven or eight, I don't remember, I was young, I really kind of, I knew that they were a big deal, but I didn't really know who they were, but after that concert, I was like, wow, then when, um, the Thriller tour came, well, it was no, so that first tour at the Spectrum was, uh, the Victory tour, and then the one after that was the Thriller, I can't remember the names of the tour, anyway, I went to see all the Michael Jackson tours, um, 
And, you know, I felt like when he died, I felt like, God, my childhood just died. And then, and that took me a while. I was, I, I was, I was bad. I felt bad about Michael for a very long time. And then Whitney died. And Whitney was a, really a, a hit because, I mean, I was already in shock for Michael Jackson, but it was, it was like, oh, God, like, Michael Jackson died. But it's like, okay, well, Whitney's still alive, Prince's still alive, Madonna's still alive. Those were the, those were the 80s icons, right? Whitney died, it was a hit, because number one, I thought Whitney was going to be okay, because, you know, she we had, knew she had her problems, but she had gone to rehab a few, a few times, she had got rid of that goddamn Bobby Brown, she had got her weight back on her, she had made the album, you know, she went on the tour, she went on Oprah, and she didn't like she was going to be okay, like, you know, maybe she'll go to rehab a couple more times, but, you know, she'll be alright, she'll be alright, and, um, you know, she died, and, and it, it was a, Whitney was a blow, it was a long time before I could listen to Whitney Houston music again. It took like almost two years. I just could not listen to it because I was like, I cannot believe that she is gone. Like she's gone. Whitney fucking Houston. I just couldn't believe it. So Aretha reportedly being on death's door, it was just like, listen, the greats are 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 dying. Prince died. Prince fucking died. Prince. The greats are dying. And, and you know, people die. Death is a part of life. But, like, there's nobody to pick up these mantles. There's nobody to pick up these batons. There ain't another Whitney Houston coming around the bend. There ain't another Michael Jackson coming around the bend. There ain't another Prince coming around the bend. And there damn sure ain't another Aretha Franklin coming around the bend. And never, n- never again. And as we said, when Michael died, we'll never see a talent like that again. Not ever. When Prince died, we'll never see a talent like that again. Not ever. Whitney Houston will never see it, not ever, and I really, I told y'all, if y'all seen that Whitney documentary, you can, I mean, those of us who know, know, but I know a lot of people don't remember, they only remember, you know, after she started having her problems, Whitney, y'all not old enough to remember 80s Whitney, but if y'all do, go watch that documentary, you will see that, why Whitney was Whitney, and, um, and so it just feels like, it just feels like everything is going to shit, like, god damn, everything good is being destroyed, and people are dying, and there's nothing coming after, it's just like, this is it, this is what we got now, like, oh, we grew up in all this excellence, and now we got bitch on Macau, is that really it, is, is this life, this can't be life, so, and all these little fucking demon rappers coming from, with these tattoos and shit on their face, that I don't even know what part of the hell they come from, but please seal it up, so, but apparently today, the news has, you know, come up, that she's been up, and she's like, I mean, she's in hospice care, hospice care is, basically means that they're nothing else they can do for you, and they're just trying to make you comfortable until you pass, that's generally what hospice care means, um, so, I mean, you know, the outlook is not great, but if she's up and talking and laughing, they said Stevie Wonder went to visit her, great, like, because we can, I mean, you know, Aretha's older, I mean, she's up there in years, and again, people die, so it's not so much that, you know, she's she's not 40 years old, she's not 30 years old, she's an older lady, but it's like, god damn, who, and and with the way y'all, like, rewrite history now, y'all, y'all motherfuckers just so quick to just try to rewrite shit, it's like, when Aretha die, I know y'all gonna be talking plum fools, cause y'all already trying to make a Beyonce done done all this shit that ain't nobody else ever do, foolishness, 
nonsense. Beyonce is great. She's a beautiful girl. Her tours are great. I know y'all love that same show that she give, keep giving y'all with dancers in the line, doing them dance steps. Y'all pay for it every time. God bless y'all. But that shit is not touching nothing that Michael Jackson ever did. Michael Jackson came out on the stage and stood stone still for eight minutes, and niggas was losing their minds, and he wasn't doing a goddamn thing but standing there. Michael Jackson did it before he died, when he was way past his prime, way over the hill. It was booking, like, had to book like 10, 12, 11 shows in one city just so because people just was demanding to see it all right like it, this motherfucker did the super bowl show this nigga came shooting out the stage that damn 15 feet in the air knees to chest and landed stone still like yeah I'm, it's not it's never all these new groups all these new acts even janet who is greatness was heavily influenced by her brother those big shows, all these dances, the choreography, all that, that's all Michael Jackson, all of it, so, God bless Aretha Franklin, I'm praying for you, pulling through, I mean, you know, I'm sure you're sick, and I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know when, when the Lord's gonna call you home, but it was clearly not yesterday, and not today, so thank God, but like, and I mean, Aretha, good thing though, I feel like Aretha got her, Aretha has been, has been dedicated many times, there has been many shows she has won, I mean, again, everybody confesses that Aretha Franklin, so it's not, you can't say, oh, give her her flowers, she has gotten her flowers, she's great, everybody knows it, everybody bows, and that's great, but like, I, man, I, I, I hate to see her go, because, I, I just, I, 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 I don't know, like, it's, I don't know, man. Like it's it's just no it's this it's no the culture is is the culture's in a really bad place right now and I'm not sure I'm not sure if it can get back. Um Alright, I said enough on that. So let me save that for the end because let me let me save that for the end. Um so I went to see Black Klansman, that Spike Lee movie, uh over last weekend. Last weekend, this past weekend. Um, it was, it was good, it was, it was decent, it was, um, as far as Spike movies go, let me see, what is my favorite Spike movie, I liked, I liked, um, Do the Right Thing, I liked Clockers, I liked Malcolm X, um, School Days was not my favorite, I liked it, but I, Do the Right Thing was way better than me, um, Inside Man was okay, She Hate Me was a horrible trash ass movie, but it's one of my goddamn favorites, because Carrie Washington and Danya Ramirez is kissing each other on the mouth! So, this is classic as far as I'm concerned. Um, what else? What else do I like, Spike? Um, I feel like I'm forgetting something. I said Inside Man, it was alright. Uh, oh, Crooklyn, I liked <laughs> Crooklyn, it's like a classic to me. But Black Klansman, you know, Spike tends to be, can be over the top, and, and he clearly, um, you can, you can tell, oh, Su- Summer of Sam, I also like that one. You can tell that's, there's certain, like, people who you can, you can always tell when their prime time was, like, when they were young, and for Spike, it's clearly that late 70s, or late 60s, 70s period, um, and I think, the, and that's why I think the movies he does from that time period are really good, like Son of Sam, same thing, that time period, like that's clearly his prime, right, I don't know if he was in school or whatever, and so Black Klansman takes, takes place during that time, and you can just tell, like it's very rich, you know, you can tell that he's going back to, you know, his, his time, you know, old niggas, oh, back in, you know, 75, like Spike, one of them niggas, you can tell. Um, 
apparently it was after a true story. I haven't read anything into it about the story. I just know that it's based on a true story. Um, but the thing about it, it was it was a little bit, you know, um, Spike tends to be a little, have, can be a little heavy-handed. And it was a weird dynamic because the movie was being heavy-handed, but at the same time, it was accurate as fuck. Like, if somebody had been, like, in a coma for, like, let's say the past five years, and they woke up out of this coma, and you didn't tell them anything, you just sent them straight to the movie theater and showed them Black Klansmen, they would watch this movie and be like, oh, yeah, this is good, but, like, you know, that's a little over the top. Like, nobody would ever say that. Oh, that would never happen, except that. In the meantime, President Trump has been elected by you morons to the White House, and he says all of the things that are in this movie. All of these over-the-top could never... The movie takes place in the um, 70s, or 60s, 70s, something like that. They got afros, whenever that was. Um, And some of the things that these Klansmen are saying in the movie, you just kind of, like, you want to laugh, and you want to be like, ah, but it's like, but they say that. Make America great again. Um, Real Americans. Um, It's just certain lines in there they say. So basically the movie is about... Um, this Colorado cop who infiltrated the Klan under when David Duke was head of the Klan, and how the, it's just you know how the Klan's plan has always been how David Duke took the Klan from okay, take the hoods off your head, stop this this stupid nonsense that's attracting attention. We got to put on seats, we got to be legit, and we're gonna try to get into politics, and and it's showing the beginnings of that, and now sitting in 2018 when a goddamn white nationalist Nazi sympathizer probably not excuse me, probably Nazi's damn self is sitting in the White House, you just kind of feel stupid sitting there laughing at this movie, like, this shit is ridiculous, because it's actually not, like, yo, this shit actually really happened, like, these motherfuckers are really in the White House now, so, um, go see it, Ricky Jarrett, who, I never, John, what's Denzel Washington's son, John Washington, I think his name is, he's in it, um, some new girl is in it, I don't, I never heard of her before, Lauren something is in it, um, the dude from Girls is in it. Hannah's boyfriend, Adam, he's in it. The one that played um, Kilo Ren, he's in it. Um, and who's the other guy? The guy he always plays a cop. I'm trying to think where he played the cop in. Um, the guy from Chicago Fire, I think it is, he's in it. The white, the chief, he's in it. Um, and I think that's all that's in it that you're going to recognize. Yeah, but I mean, it's look for a Spike Lee movie, it's pretty good. And again, when you sit in there, you're gonna want to laugh, and and but you're gonna feel away because you're gonna be like, huh, <laughs> like they're gonna say certain shit they're gonna say in that movie, and you're gonna be like, huh, <laughs> like, huh, <laughs> like I really want to, I really want to like say this is over the top, and it is over the top. But it was over the top in 1975 or 69 or whenever this is. It was over the top then, but it's not over the top now. Um, I did have one question about it, though. So the premise is this black cop pretends to be on the phone. He pretends to be this white supremacist guy who, or a guy who wants to get involved with the Klan. And then they, so they invite him to the meeting, so they got to send the white guy. And so when the white guy goes, who's the one that plays Adam and girls, when he goes, they're like, well, what about the, we worried about the voice is going to be different. So dude was like, oh, I got allergies or whatever. But I was just always like, why are y'all doing that? Why don't y'all just have the white guy be the one to talk on the phone? Like they kept having, like they kept having Ron 
um, John's character, the black person, talk on the phone to the clan, but then the white guy would show up, and and I was like, well, if y'all so worried about the voice, like the first uh, preliminary phone call you made, nobody gonna really remember your voice that tough. But if you constantly talking to these people, and then when you show up, you sound totally different. They gonna be like, why your voice sound different? I was like, why don't y'all just put this guy on the phone and tell him what to say? That, that was the one question I had. I thought that was kind of silly. Um, but yeah, you know, I reckon I'm, I don't, I'm not saying you got to run to the theater to see it unless you just want to support black film and support Spike Lee. Um, but you know, I, it was it was it was decent. It was a decent movie. Um, moving on, uh, I just want to say real quickly, Insecure. I have not. Um, I've watched the first episode. I love Issa Rae. I told you I follow Issa Rae from back back in the day. I loved Awkward Black Girl. Insecure is not really been my favorite show, I watch it because I like her, but I just I don't know, it's it's very, I don't know what it is, it's, it's, first of all, it's very straight, it's very heterosexual, which I'm just God bless y'all, I'm tired of and over the same shit, y'all, I don't you know, I just don't know why y'all can't get your lives together, I don't know why y'all doing so bad I don't know why you women, women, black women in particular, bend yourself into such knots and needles over these niggas that are <laughs> just, I don't even know, the worst um, and don't have the range and and I just don't find it interesting like, I mean, I watch it, but the back and forth and oh, Daniel and the Lord, I like I, I, I find it's, it's just it's not for me, like I, I, I if she can integrate, and I get it it's her show, this is, this is what I wanted to say, people are criticizing the show, oh, Lawrence is not on no more this is not on no more, I want to see this character, I want to that's the character, you don't, the show is called Insecure it is about Issa's character. It is basically she took awkward black girl off of YouTube and put it on HBO. It's about her. It is about her life. It is not an ensemble show. All the people who are on her show are on the show because they're in her life. Lawrence was her her boyfriend. He's not anymore, so he's off the show. It's not about all these other characters and all these viewpoints that y'all want to see. It's not that's not what it is. The show is about her. And she's talked about that. She was like part of the reason it took her so long to get to HBO. She had a lot of deals and development were and offering her things and they wanted to change it. She said one company wanted to make it, oh, why don't we do awkward Indian girl, awkward white girl, and every do do it do it different when she was like, No, it's about me. It's about a black girl. We're not doing all that. And that was part of the reason why a lot of her development deals didn't go through. So like I don't I don't understand like if y'all are watching if y'all are watching the show for all that, y'all watching the wrong show because that's not what it is. The show is about Issa. Her growth, her life, and her and her friends, which she has, which same as an awkward black girl. She had her friends there. It's not about the dudes and it's not about relationships. And that's part of the reason why I was getting really irritated with the whole I think the Lawrence storyline went on way too long. Lawrence should have been one season. I was after the breakup, he should have just been gone. That's it. I was tired of it. I didn't care about him. I didn't care about his life. I thought he was corny. Tasha was funny, but like I didn't care about none of that. Um and so when he was off season three, I was like, Thank God you took that shit too far anyway. So it's back to her and Molly, who's her best friend, and their adventures and their lives. And that's what the show's about. So, like, I don't get all these complaints. Oh, I wanted to see the male perspective. The show ain't about the male perspective. And and, and if you identify with Lawrence, you I you 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 a fuck I'm sorry. Lawrence was the worst. Lawrence is a fucking loser. Lawrence was typical, I don't know what. I just wouldn't be telling nobody if I identify with him. I, you know, I don't mind Daniel, I like Daniel um, the drove boy I think is ugly uh, he just got curly hair, that nigga look like Frankenstein um but yeah, that's that's what I wanted to say like I, I don't, 
I mean, I watched, I, I watched the show, but I, I don't understand, like, I don't understand these criticisms of, of, because everybody wants their story told. Like, that's not what the show is, and that's not ever what the show was. Um, yeah, okay. So while we on shows, let's stick with sharp objects. Um, so, um, I thought, I, I still think I kind of know what's going on. I, I, I just, I think I know what's going on. I'm just not sure exactly. No, I think I know what's going on. I think I know who it is, but I, but there's some twist or some layer that's going to come. That's going to explain everything that I'm not getting yet. But I, but each episode you get closer, but I still think I know who it is because the one thing, like I said, Gillian Flynn, I found out her name is pronounced Gillian. Gillian Flynn is known for a twist. And so I'm watching this and I'm like, okay, what can the twist be? There's got to be a twist. It's, it's, and, and like I said in the show, you have to watch things because everything is important. And people are saying things and doing things that are important. So this week I picked up a little bit more. So I think I know what's going on. Again, I'm just not sure. I think I know who also. Because here's the thing. Every, people who are watching the show have all kind of have guesses. And I'm like, knowing Gillian Flynn, it's not gonna be that though, it's gonna be, it's gonna maybe be that, but it's gonna be a twist so I keep trying to figure out what is the twist, okay, we think it's this and we think it's this, but it's not gonna it's, even if it's that, there's gonna be something to it that we can't, we don't see or we don't see coming, it's gonna be something and so I keep looking for it, and I think I figured it out, but we'll see, I just don't really know the um, the machinations, and I still have a few questions, but um there was this last week's season was really good in the last scene. So if you've been watching it, you know that Camille, her little sister, died, but her little sister still is in the house as spirit, or we think she is, or hallucination. I don't know, whatever. She sees her. And the last scene, and I won't tell you what happened, you watched the episode or not, but her and Emma, I'ma go out and they getting high together. Both them junkies, poor girls. Um, and they pass out, and Camille's little sister, the one that died. While she's passed out, grabs her hand, and Camille wakes up, and Camille, you know, she she sees hallucinations and all this shit because she's drunk and on drugs. And little sister says, "You're in danger here. You're not safe here," meaning in the house. And so that gives us a clue. Um, I still think it's Ama. I th- I'm not sure why. I still think it's Ama though, because I think anybody else is too obvious. But we'll see. If it's not Ama, then it's then it's Adora. And if it's Adora, I can see it being Adora, but then I would have questions. Anyway, we'll see. But my point is, it's a good show. If y'all are not watching it, which most of y'all are not, but if if you want to wait till it's done, and I'm telling you, it's a good show. It's twist. I have still have not figured it out. Keep you guessing. The performances are great. You think you know what's going on from week to week, but you don't. Um, each different show gives you more hints and more hints and more hints. I know there's a twist coming. Again, it's the same girl who wrote Gone Girl. So if you saw Gone Girl and couldn't and couldn't figure out what that was. I feel like Gone Girl, though, I saw Gone Girl. It was a twist, but I feel like it wasn't as, you weren't as confused about what was going on. Like, they have, actually, they actually showed you eventually what was going on, so you kind of knew that it was a twist, but it's just how was she going to pull it off. This is different. You know there's a twist, but you don't know what's going on. You don't know who's guilty, and you, and, and you don't know how they pulled it off or why. So this one is a little bit more um, spicier than Gone Girl, but it's that same kind of thing where it's like, what it seems to be is not what it is. So, yeah. 
Um, loving hip hop, I have on here for some reason. I don't know what, because I don't know what I could be wanting to say from that show. Um, oh, I guess, yo, Monice is funny to me. She is funny, she's hilarious, she's entertaining to me. I don't know if her and that little white dyke she with is a real relationship or it's just for the show, but these chicks on Love and Hip Hop, it's like they never watch the show. They keep telling, start, Monique be minding her business. She really does. She don't, <laughs> when you start with her, she claps back hard, but I talked about that the other week. People start with people and they want to regulate their response, can't do that, but these girls on this show, Princess done rolled up into her event and then started some shit about some Instagram posts, and they keep telling Monice to roll up like Monice won't roll up. Like, Monice ain't... We found out in, like, a plot point on the show that she rolled up on... I think it was... I think it was the girl that, that Fizz is dating now that used to be... So, Monice's girlfriend's ex-girlfriend is now dating... Fizz, who is Monice's baby mama and I think that's the one, I think Monice has rolled up on her once already cause they were talking about somebody else she was arguing with and just in conversation they was like oh but I heard that you beat her up, she was like yeah I rolled up on her so like, I don't know these people keep getting in the, into situations with Monice and being like okay we'll roll up and I'm like Monice will roll up and Monice will meet you up and Monice is she's just funny, because they be reacting and yelling, and she trying to, you know, I guess she been to therapy, and she trying to work her chakras or whatever, so she don't get excited, she don't, she don't lose her patience, she just be like, whatever, niggas be acting out, and she just sit there like, you're not gonna do nothing, you're doing all that, cause security is right here, meanwhile, I'll roll up on you on the street, but you go ahead and, and, and do your little performance for right now, but we know what it is, she is funny to me, so, um, the Bridget girl was acting and going, and going off and going to fool, and, and, um, Fizz, like, you gotta respect the relationship, she was like, listen, listen, if, is this real, that's all I want to know is this a real relationship or is this some shit to hurt me, he was like no sure. she was like okay then fine, if it's real fine, I don't have a problem with it I don't care, again I don't know if she I mean I guess this little relationship with this little girl is real, I don't know, Monique's talking about she, I don't know she started out as one of them lesbians that was over men so we gonna try women, I, that don't work but I don't know, whatever, I don't know if she's just saying that or she don't give a fuck, but anyway <laughs> shout out to Monique, Love and Hip Hop Hollywood is like probably my is it my least favorite franchise I don't know, that Miami one I wasn't too crazy about, maybe to get better, I didn't, I would I, I, you know, Atlanta is the best one I think no, it's not my least favorite, New York is my least favorite, I like New York the least, like I, that one is like you could really, Cardi came up off of Cardi was on it, Cardi off it, you could really get rid of New York totally um, Atlanta's, you know cool it's the best one, I think. Uh, I, I personally like the Hollywood franchise better than Miami. I just didn't really care about none of them. I like Trina, but she, like she was barely in it and always arguing with her cousin. I, I had some other niggas down there. I just don't care. I didn't care about the niggas. I didn't even know who half of them was. Um, Atlanta, though, I don't know. They need to kind of sort the people out because this last season was way too many people. Same thing. A lot of people, I didn't know who they was. I didn't care about them. Rashida and Kurt, maybe it's time to roll them, rotate them out. Um, Mimi and her girlfriend, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, show them or don't show them, but I don't know. Um, what else? Who else? It was just a lot of people on there that I just really did not care about. Um, Ray J and the ever moving hat um, on hip hop. I love Hollywood hip hop. 
I like, I don't know, I like the Hollywood franchise. I do. I didn't think I would, but I do. I don't think Nikki Baby is on there anymore. I ain't seen her. Um, Lyrica done got caught out there with um, Safari Lion. Um, I mean, we all seen dudes penis on the on the thing and like, look, it ain't my thing, but I was like, God damn, like, I, I nigga throw that shit over his shoulder like a goddamn cord of wood. That shit was ginormous. So, ain't nobody believing you when you saying you ain't, you wasn't cheating with him or trying to cheat with him, um, shorty. So, yeah, just this is my little, my little love and hip-hop shout-out. So, this is what I wanted to say for last. So, I mentioned it last week, but I feel like last week I... I didn't, I wasn't really, I wasn't really understanding what was going on. So, so we've all heard now that Omarosa has these tapes of Trump, supposedly saying nigger, which the media is running with and making this the story of the year. And oh my God, did he say nigger? Did he not say nigger? I, I feel like we all know that he said nigger and probably more than once a nigger probably wakes up in the morning saying nigger and probably goes to sleep saying nigger and he probably walks in nigger, 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 nigger all day like I'm sure enough say nigger with the E with the hard ER like I don't think anybody is shocked that the man who's calling Mexicans rapists and drug dealers and telling and, and telling and calling for the Central Park Five to be, still be executed because they're animals even though they got cleared by DNA and the guy that really did it confessed um, I don't think any of those of us are shocked that this man is, has said nigger but, but, I'm like, first of all, Amarosa is smart, okay, and she's and she's capable. We ever since we saw, I've I've not followed her, but I know she sat on that couch and read Bethany Frankel for blood, talking about how you know white women and white people in general can be fucking mediocre as fuck and have everything given to them and we can be fucking excellent and the baddest bitches walking and niggas act like we stupid and can't read and dumb and we don't know how it's gonna do and all this bullshit so the thing that's so infuriating about Amarosa is because the, the bitch any interview you don't, she's on she be owning a white girl she went on Samantha Gup whatever that fucking show was the other day owns it, she owns it, she went, I mean, you cannot, you cannot talk her into, Amarosa is good, hate, fuck that bitch, to, to hell and back, but she's good, and that's why we don't like her, cause it's like, bitch, you, why are you using your, your, your talents for evil, why are you serving Satan, what are you doing, and I remember, when she went for Trump, and I was like, why are you doing this, like, bitch, okay, we all know y'all all hustlers and y'all all trying to get y'all book deals and all that, and y'all trying to get, we, I get that like, I'm not fooled by that shit, whatever, get your money everybody gotta earn a living, some people get real all upset about, hey man, look if you're gonna be a goddamn coon, if you're gonna be a goddamn shuckster, be the best, do it well Megan Kelly sucks at it, okay if you're gonna be good, do it but, I just remember just being confused, like, I don't understand why why are you going with Trump, like, that's however this ends up whether we get him out of office, whether we don't get him out of office, whatever occurs, if the Russians blow us all the fuck up, or whatever the fuck occurs, there is not gonna be, there is not gonna be any sport, anybody associated with Trump, no matter what happens, you're not going to, I don't, I, don't, I just never understand when anybody would try to, to hook their wagon to Trump, there's not gonna be 
any reward for it. Like, there's, you're not, you're going to be, these people seem shocked that people are running up on them in the restaurants and that nobody wants to associate with them and people are shunning them and nobody wants to buy, they seem shocked by it. Like, they thought, oh, I'll just hitch up to the president and then I'll just do what everybody else does. No, not, no. And so I was just like, Amorosa's not dumb. Why would she do this? Like, the smarter move would have been to go for Hillary. Like, oh, jump on the because listen, she's a she's a huckster. She's a she's a she's a hustler. She's 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 jigging. She's jiving. Whatever she's doing, smarter move would have been to get on Hillary's side. Because again, looking like Hillary was gonna win until all the shenanigans started. You can jump on the Me Too movement. You can jump on the diversity movement. Like Amorosa, what are you doing? Like nobody likes you, but you're not a stupid. You're not stupid, and you're good at what you do. So you could have put those those talents to work for Hillary Clinton. I just thought it was funny. And so now, and I got on here last week, and I said, fuck her. You was cooning, and you went all this, and you went all that. And so now he fired you, and now you're mad. But now I'm like, is that what occurred? Is that what occurred? Or did this evil genius bitch plan this shit all along? Because you know the devil stays busy and the devil stays winning and I'm like did Amarosa plan this shit from the jump because here's the thing we know the Sean Spicers and the Hucklebees and all these fucking people they all gonna get they all doing this for, for the money and, and, and the corruption and now they gonna write a book and all of that and go on a tour we know that we know that that's why they're all doing it we know that and it's like you're selling your soul to this fucking racist ass piece of shit we know that but none of them though have recordings. They're writing their books, they're telling their stories, and then the story is, oh, such and such said he said this, it had to be cooperated by this, it had to be, co- but Amarosa is on TV, like, bitch, not only did he say nigger and all this other shit, but I have him on recordings, and he can, tr- and so if anybody tries to come for me and tries to sue me and tries to call me a liar or whatever the fuck else, I have it on recordings, and it's verified and it's documented that it's true. And I'm like, bitch, how so? How so? How you got all that done? How you got, did you done snuck a sharper image pen up into Oval Office, which lets you know if, if Amarosa black ass got up in there with the recording women, you know the Russians probably got bugs in that nigga's asshole listening to his fucking farts, okay? But this motherfucker done walked up in there with an and I'm like, why are you recording? And I'm like, is this, did Satan plan this? Was this her plan all along that she was going to go in there because she knew this motherfucker was a racist and she knew these motherfuckers was the worst fucking thing just like the rest of us and she was like what I'm going to do is I'm going to go in there and I'm going to write a book yes and I'm going to you know go on the tour circuit yes and I'm going to act like I'm dropping all this you know telling you the inside scoop on the White House yes but what I'm going to do is I'm going to record this shit because not only are these motherfuckers racist these motherfuckers are illegal I know it anybody with any sense can see what's going on here so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and I'm record this nigga and then not only am I going to write a book when these motherfuckers come to investigate and all that shit guess what I'm going to be I'm going to be the star motherfucking witness I'm going to be motherfucking deep throat I'm going to be the one with all the motherfucking secrets and all the motherfucking recordings and telling you what all the motherfucking bodies and yeah they had said this and then they did, did that and they did that and they did that is that what this bitch playing and 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 I don't think the firing was planned, of course not, but maybe was was it figured out? Because we kept getting news, oh, you know, she was upsetting the president, she was getting the president upset, and that's why they got rid of her. Maybe she was doing that shit on purpose, because she wanted to get him upset, she can get him on record saying nigger and all the dumb shit she says, so she could do what she's doing right goddamn now. I just find it, 
I just find her 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 phrasing and her poise. I mean, she's always been poised, but I find her poise and her preparation and her phrasing very interesting. I have everything recorded, documented, and receded. Why? Wh- how? Why would you have that? Why would you have that? Who does that? Oh, let me just go in and record everything and have it documented and verified, whatever that means. Meaning, I don't know. Maybe you didn't send to somebody written out as a transcript. Like I don't even know what that means, verified or whatever. You know, Satan stays busy. Satan stays plotting. And if this motherfucking bitch, Amarosa Manigault, has re- and she says today that she has recordings that he knew. I mean, we all know that he knew about the emails, but it's like we have this investigation, we have these subpoenas, and this person said that, and that person said that, and this bitch going walk in with a recording and have them on recording. If this bitch, if this bitch ends up being the one that has the fucking smoking gun to get this motherfucker not only out of office but indicted and impeached and imprisoned I mean I I don't know what to do like join the like bitch I mean I might have to give it to her I might have to give it to her cause now as of today she's oh I was very naive and I was trying to were you bitch were you bitch because if it's one thing about Amarosa that nobody would say, it's that you were naive. This just seems very calculated. This seems very planned. And bitch, if it was, I bow down. I will bow down to your fucking evil ass because, good God, this was executed like a goddamn MI5. This was fantastic, and I'm really stuck. Because yesterday and every day, and I've always said, oh, it's nothing strategic about them. Oh, she got played, and now she's trying to, but I'm like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. Because if she got played, you would think, why does she have these recordings? Like, why are you recording? You you didn't know he was going. You know what I mean? Like, like oh, she was up there when she was saying nigger. He ain't object. Maybe she was not objecting because she wanted to get him on tape saying nigger. Look, I'm I don't know, but I'm. It's looking. It's her poise and her polish and the way she is prepared and the way she is owning these interviews and this and this statement she keeps saying like I got all this shit in a receipt in a safe deposit box safe some goddamn where I done already turned it over to Mueller or whoever Mueller because look, like we've been saying. We don't know who, one thing about a federal investigation is, we don't know who he's flipped, we don't know who's testifying, we don't know who maybe have came forward and been like, hey, I'll be your mule, your mole or whatever, like, we don't know. Has this, has, like, dog, has Amarosa been the one? Is Amarosa gonna be the one that brings this nightmare to an end for all of us? Because if she is, bitch, I will have to applaud your Cersei Lannister blowing up the goddamn sept ass because good God, and it's really starting to look that way. This does not look like a last-minute scramble. This does not look like a vindictive, oh, you fired me. It's not, it does not. It don't look that way. It don't feel that way. That's not the energy she's projecting. And I know she's a hustler. Like, we are, all of this shit is bullshit. All of this, oh, I was naive. That's part of the role. But, like, the bitch is good. Like I said, the bitch is good. The bitch is good. And from what I've been reading, she's been knowing this nigga was racist since The Apprentice and been plotting to set this nigga up for a downfall since then. And people on The Apprentice have come forward and said that she says he said racist shit. So I'm like, bitch, Cersei Lannister Manigault, if this bitch is the one that gets this motherfucker out of here, I, she might, look, 
ain't saying we got to let her eat the, bring the potato salad, but she might just have a lifetime invite to the cookout. Look, bitch, sit over there in that motherfucking lawn chair. Don't say nothing to nobody. Don't we, somebody will bring you a plate. No, you can't dance. We not no. Stay out the electric slide line. Ain't nobody eating your chicken. Fuck out of here. Um, keep the kids away from her. But goddamn it, let her sit over there. It might be one of them situations because this shit is starting. This bitch starting to look like a motherfucking mastermind, and she is dropping these shit strategically, and she is using. I, matter of fact, let me look her up. Did maybe she go to law school or what is what is Amorosa's background? I don't know shit about this, but let me look this bitch up because she is being very professional and very strategic and very smart about what she is doing the way she is doing it, and when you compare it to Sean Spicer and all these other bad, ill-suit-fitting, rubber-sole-shoes-wearing, ham-fisted motherfuckers is going on these shows and getting fucking owned, and going overseas and getting fucking owned, and to what um, Amarosa is doing? Dog, like, this bitch might be a fucking evil genius, like, I... I don't know, I'm gonna keep my eye, but it's looking that way, y'all, and I was the main one, it's like, these motherfuckers not strategic, she a fucking coon, but I'm like, and I mean, she's still a coon, but I'm like, yo, she might have set this motherfucker up, she might be, Amarosa might be the fucking pin that you pull, and this whole shit come tumbling down, because if she was in the Oval Office recording, who knows, they said she recorded her firing, that means she been recording these motherfuckers for a long time, because she ain't go up there that day, knowing she was gonna get fired, oh let me put my wire on, that means she been wearing this wire the whole time, who she been wearing this wire for, herself, perhaps, somebody asked her to read the wire, did she go to somebody and be like, hey, and they said, you want to wear a wire, and she said yes, because I think it's funny now, that she's like, yeah, I'll meet with, I'll read with Bob Mueller, I mean, that that indicates that maybe she hasn't met with him before, but I don't know, the bitch is smart, she might just be saying that, um, but like, dog, like, it, listen, shut my mouth, you know how old people say shut, listen, if this bitch is, comes out with the information she says she has, and I have no doubt that she has the information that she says she has, it might be shut my mouth situation, cause like, whew, I don't know, y'all tell me what y'all think I, I, this shit is, I was thinking about it and I'm like, I'm counting back and watching the moves and I'm like, it never made sense to me, it never made sense why you would side with Trump, but if she planned this shit the whole time, cause she knew, cause she was in them rooms and she knew that they knew the fix was in, and she knew about the hack, she had to, cause she said she got recording that they knew about the meeting, and they knew about the hack, so that means she goes all the way back to then, so that means that she knew that they knew that they was gonna fix this fucking election. The devil stays busy. The devil stays busy. We gonna see, but I, boy, the boy, I don't know how they're gonna write this story, I don't know what they're gonna say, I don't know if when they do write it, people will believe it, but um, the ink is not dry on this one. Alright, so, um, it kinda brings me to the end, I thought it was gonna run over, um, Genghis Kicks, this week, um, so, Shout out to Tiff, who <laughs> came for my neck today, talking about <laughs> I could travel more if I ain't spend so much money on kicks. Actually, I, <laughs> I've been doing good. I've not been buying kicks because I told y'all I'm trying to pay for a lot of shit. And I actually didn't. I usually take a vacation every year on my birthday. And I told y'all I think on here before. The reason I didn't this year is because it, it just was time just was moving really fast in my job situation. And so 
you know, I, I just didn't, I didn't have time to plan it. I was so stressed and I knew I was leaving and I was like, I don't know what the dates is going to be. So I, that's why I didn't take a vacation. Usually I take a vacation this year. I'm still going to try to take one this year. It just might have to be a little later. Um, I don't know though, but this year is rolling by fast. So I don't know. It might just be, I don't know. Maybe it'd be a little quick one somewhere, but, um, um, the Don C kicks, so, you know, they've been coming out for a while, they started out the neon green, um, they got, they've had a, they had a few different colorways released, um, last week, I got some, because I, you know, but I budgeted for them, and I wanted them, and it's another couple pairs that I want, but I don't know, because I have to pay for a lot of shit, so, you know, I've been doing good, though, I have not been buying sneaks, but there, this week, there was a lot of fire that dropped, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna put those Don C joints up, um, I'm, um, I'm, I'm gonna put the ones I got up, and, um, there's a couple other pair of Nikes coming out, um, I gave y'all the Vans last week, it's more Vans coming out, but I'm gonna wait, cause they got, you know, I always do this, next week, they'll do the school fall drop, um, and then, I don't know, maybe next week I'll do some luxury ones, it, it, this, the shoes will start coming, that's fall now, so summer's a little slow time, it's fall now, so you'll get the back to school, and then they'll start dropping the shit for Christmas, and all of that, and so, um, you know, bear with me, I know the Genghis kick's been kind of slow, but it just ain't been numb, but I'll put some up to this week, um, yeah, so, alright, that's it, that's been episode 165 of, uh, thanks for asking Kel's radio, hey y'all, rate me on iTunes, I see y'all, thank you, I appreciate y'all, thank you so much for listening, I'm glad y'all like this, um, and I, I appreciate, you know, y'all retweeting me and telling people about me, um, you know, we'll see what we can do with this, um, yeah, uh, you know, at KMGZ on Twitter if you want to hit me up, uh, ask me about anything, you know, send me any ideas, any topics. I'm trying to think of a new segment for this show, but I don't know. I, I have to figure it out. Um, all right, so uh, the podcast is thanks for asking podcast at gmail.com, but I haven't checked it in a minute, so if you email me, I'm sorry, I'll get to it eventually, but you might be better off just to hit me at KMGZ on Twitter. All right? All right, so... Um, I don't know what I'm going to name this episode, episode 165, maybe the devil stays busy, I don't know, I'll figure it out, um, and it'll be up by the time it's posted. Alright y'all, enjoy the rest of y'all week and y'all weekend, deuces!